welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! Richard, I'll be your host for May. It's May. And we could do a Star Wars joke because everybody is May the 4th, but I don't even know when this thing's going to be released. I don't even know. I have no idea. I have no idea. In the future, I do hear a call. I don't know if it's a call to adventure. I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is if I get too far down the line, there might be some kind of boss battle. But I don't want to overemphasize that. I really don't want to kind of overboss the situation. So... <laughs> I thought I'd get maybe a bit smart, get a bit wise, <laughs> to get a bit brother wise. So um, I decided I needed to speak to somebody from Brotherwise Games. So I've got Gillian Ross joining me, who literally makes sure that you hear about everything that's going on in the Brotherwise universe. Is that correct? Hello. Hello. That was amazing. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I wish I was that creative because I need to. I don't know. I need to get into poems and lyric writing. I feel like the Brotherwise team would really love something like that for an email going out. <laughs> I think the, prob- the problem like that is when you start doing it, and the reason that I just do it completely off the cuff, if I, if I spent, I think if you spend time doing it, you end up writing stuff down and then you end up going, oh, this is rubbish. And then you scratch it <laughs> out. So if I do it at the top and if it sounds rubbish, then everybody's just going to have to Everybody's just going to have to power through. I mean, they can always fast forward it if they don't like it. I mean, it's not like they're forced to kind of to listen to me talking at all. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Are you well? I'm good. It's uh, it's finally warmer weather over here. I mean, I'm wearing a turtleneck right now, but <laughs> it's at least in the 60s, 60 degree Fahrenheit here so right. we have to it's check. Nice. Oh, wait. no you can't see 60 degrees fahrenheit because i've got to check how much that is and and right let me just check this is a live check because i think are you like america still seems to be the only place that uses fahrenheit yes I have no <laughs> right fahrenheit celsius 60 degrees that's 15 degrees that's not bad yeah it's it's great weather here and we're gearing up for a lot of fun stuff this summer, both personally and with Brotherwise. So I'm finally excited for warm weather. I'm going to, um, I mean, what we like to do in the show is we like to kind of, we like to have a look back at the past, have a quick chat about the present, and then we have a look into the distant future. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start with yourself. Brother, we can talk about Brotherwise. We could get Johnny can come on at whatever time and he can talk about Brotherwise or whatever. But um because you've not you've not been with Brotherwise that how long have you been with them now? You've not been with them that just huge. three months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Time flies, but it, it seems forever and very short at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um was that your first kind of was that your first kind of foray into tabletop? I mean, how did you how, mm-hmm. where where were you before? 
So I actually uh, started in the tabletop industry in like technically 2019. Okay. Um, my brother Clay owns Capstone. Um, oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I started working with him back in the fall of 2019, mm-hmm. um, right before I graduated college. Um, I was on my last internship, mm-hmm. um, but it was more of a kind of apprenticeship. So I wasn't getting paid. And, I was, and he was like, well, you can get paid by just, you know, doing shipments and working on customer service things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated during the pandemic and... Wow. I graduated, I graduated with a fashion design degree and nobody really was buying clothes at the height of the pandemic <laughs> in May 2020. S- <laughs> sitting about in like a sleeping bag and the same jacket yeah. they've worn for like the last three years. It's like, that was the thing. I had a dog, which yeah. meant my shoes were getting worn down to like nubs. Yeah. But the rest <laughs> of my clothes, I just like went, do I really need to change this week? I can just no. get away with it. I can just spray on deodorant. I know I'm not going anywhere, so that was fine. Um, in terms of the fashion stuff, so mm-hmm. obviously there's different levels. So was it just like create? Was actual fashion design? Was it part of manufacturing stuff? Because I know because everybody goes, "Oh, you work in fashion." It's like, yeah, I kind of make sure stuff gets from one place to another, or I make sure that mm-hmm. there's enough cloth to kind of make the stuff. Or so, what kind of stuff were you actually in the design? kind of side of things yeah so i i was in the design side of things so at my college specifically you could do like product development which is the more like project managing side of it Mm -hmm. but i chose the design side and um during my time at college i did i think five internships including the apprenticeship so um got a lot of experience with that but like I said, graduating in May 2020, nobody was buying clothes, mm-hmm. so I didn't have any job prospects at the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually started working at a smoothie shop uh, during the pandemic just because it was the only thing hiring uh, local to us. Mm-hmm. And after about a couple of months, uh, Clay reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I know that you uh, do graphic design stuff on the side. Would you want to do like any print ads from for me and then Mm -hmm. it just fell from there and then he's like actually I need somebody for marketing and then actually I need somebody for sales so I was doing a little bit of everything at Capstone um but I wanted to focus on design afterwards after kind of getting out of the pandemic I know we're still technically in it but yeah um after you know the vaccines came out I was like okay uh things are kind of starting to ramp up in the design world again I want to try that out Mm -hmm. And went to a marketing and design agency for the past year. Ended up not loving it and absolutely missing the tabletop industry. So now I'm back and you all can't get rid of me. <laughs> so do you care? I mean, is it kind of strange? It's kind of, is it a kind of like a, a kind of a, a Janus kind of flip side kind of coin thing is that you've taken a hobby that you were enjoying and turned it into a job. And are you now mm-hmm. are you now kind of designing clothes on the side? Do you still kind of keep your hand in it and kind of occasionally you get the sketchbook out and go, yeah, that these this tank top's gonna look amazing. Just do this. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it become yeah. something that because I can imagine that you don't want to kind of you have that education 
and you know that qualification behind you. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing that it's something that you kind of want to keep a kind mm-hmm. of a hand in. You have obviously have an interest in it from the from you know, which is probably one of the reasons that you did the you went to college in the first place. Yeah, um, there was actually quite a long time. Um, for a couple of months, I was feeling super guilty mm-hmm. um, when I started at Brotherwise because I was like, I'm not utilizing my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned that after burnout, like it was just creative burnout and then just um, not enjoying myself in the fashion industry um, were two separate things I was dealing with before starting at Brotherwise. Yeah. And I was like feeling guilty for not using my fashion degree. And I was like, well, I can just do this on the side and be happy with um, what I'm doing. So like, for example, right now I'm working on like tailoring my clothes Mm -hmm. just for fun Mm -hmm. or like buying clothes at thrift stores and like making sure that they fit me or just like adding like a personal detail to it. Um, Just stuff like that Um, or just tailoring my friend's clothes. I've offered a friend to... Um, make her like a nice little corset or belt for the Ren fair that she's going to. So just small little projects like that. I don't want to make it into a big thing and ultimately lose my love for it. <laughs> I was going to imagine it's like, again, flipping it on its head. Are you going to start like a YouTube channel where you review clothes? <laughs> and is it going to be like, you know, I mean, is there Facebook groups that are kind of like... um fashion reviewers and media kind of groups that you have to go in and say hey I'm looking at you know I would like to review this or I'd like to help you design this I'm just wondering <laughs> if there's like that kind of because there's about I mean there's bound to be people who like well you can see them all the time on kind of like um on Twitter and tick well probably more kind of TikTok and Instagram kind of going I got this mm-hmm. new set of clothes from this place you can buy it with this discount and I'm wondering the tabletop industry probably isn't much different from people who get involved in kind of like a hobby and media basis and there probably Mm -hmm. is all the same kind of kind of struggles kind of going on so have you have you ventured into kind of thinking actually the next time I go to like a a con I might consider kind of doing a little kind of cosplay type thing not like a full big costume but just kind of Mm -hmm. like you know I'm going to I'm going to take along some stuff and kind of pimp it out a bit to kind of keeping my line with the kind of the brotherwise brand then i was thinking about it so there's like so many different levels of cosplay and i'm the type of person where it's going to be really hard for me to do just like closet cosplay which is just like grabbing things out of your closet yeah. that look similar to the character yeah um i want to go all out all the time so i feel like if i were to ever get into cosplay um I would probably spend a little bit too much time into it and getting into those nitty gritty details. So I don't know. It, it really depends. <laughs> so you're literally, you're not going to be like, if you're taking the, like, say the, the call to adventure box, it's like, you wouldn't be the person with the cape and the lantern. You'd literally be the dragon on the front <laughs> yes. of the box. That's kind of where you would, that's kind of where you would take this kind of thing. It's like, no, no, I'm yes. not, not obsessed with this particular kind of thing at all. Um, I take it, is the, is the fashion industry as kind of cutthroat and horrible as Meryl Streep made it out <laughs> to be in The yes. Devil Wears Prada? Because, I mean, um, that I kind of... There's two films 
I think one of them's bridesmaids. And I've actually counted mm-hmm. up the number of times I've seen bridesmaids, and I've reckon I've seen bridesmaids more than I've seen The Empire Strikes Back now. Because it's one of those mm-hmm. films that whenever it's on, I just watch it. And it's the same kind of um, devil. It's the same with The Devil Wears Prada. I just, there's a lot of really, I don't know. It's just one of these things, if I see it, it's like there's little clips that seem to float about kind of the internet. And yeah. uh, I kind of like kind of how Meryl Streep's character kind of looks kind of like in that. Uh, as a, a good, oh, yeah. I kind of like the powerful. I just wonder, you're absolutely horrible at the same time. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. horrible. And I'm just wondering, from that perspective, was Meryl method acting in that film or what, was she kind of pretty much kind of close to, to how it kind of is? It was, she's, it's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah, there's like some uh, dramatization to it, but I worked in a design house mm. in New York at my first internship wow. and... It's not like, I don't know. It's very uh, stigmatized for a reason. And it's just like, I specifically remember the design house that I worked for, the CEO or the owner of it. And I'm scared to say the name because I don't want this to bite me in the butt. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I remember during my first internship, um, we were staying late and we ordered chipotle because we were hand sewing shoulder pads into a blazer and it was like 11 p.m chipotle was the only thing open the owner of the design house walks in and she goes what are you eating and we were like chipotle (laughs) and she's like i've literally never heard of that and i and like mind you this is not when chipotle is new this is in like 2016 2017 and i was like oh, it's just like a build-your-own-Mexican food bowl type of thing. And she was like, it looks disgusting. And then just like walked (laughs) out and we were like, okay, (laughs) I don't don't know what to do with that information, but... (laughs) I think in in that situation, what you do is you take, knowing that you were in an internship and it was going to be a limited amount of time, you take some of that and you kind of put it, hide it in kind of like the ceiling gaps, the spaces, you pull one, push one of the tiles to one side and then you just stick a whole pile of it on the top. And then yes. in six months time, they'll definitely know. <laughs> they'll definitely know what Chipotle is. <laughs> and and, and surprisingly enough, it will, will be disgusting um, yeah. at the same, at this kind of the same, at this kind of the same time. Um, But you're quite, you, obviously, then you went from from Cap. So was it strange kind of working for your brother then? Yeah, yeah. So it 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 was definitely different because Clay is about he's almost ten years older than me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've always looked up to him as the older brother. <laughs> Physi- he's super physically cool. As well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, physically as well because he's also like we're we're both tall people, but yeah. he's a tall guy. He's like six three or wow. something. And um, so, yes, I was quite literally physically looking up to him, too. But just like working with him and seeing him in this like new light and new world was like really cool. Yeah. Um, And he was just like super supportive in a lot of things that I did. And I actually had a I had a blast working for him and it was really fun. So, uh, yeah, I'll always speak highly of him, even though 
we we had disagreements at time but it was brother sister disagreements (laughs) did he did he ever threaten when things got a bit serious he says like i'm gonna that's it i'm calling i'm calling the parents (laughs) no (laughs) because we have an inside joke with our family that my dad is like such a businessman Mm. that he was like (laughs) i think dad would always have my back if (laughs) he he, i called him so i was like okay whatever we can just just figure it out it's like you you called dad (laughs) You see, you call them. Let's see how this kind of figure. Let's let's see how this kind of figures out. But it must have been interesting seeing 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 Clay with kind of like the business head and kind of you know not mucking about or you know like mm-hmm. saying, "All right, well, we're going to print this. We're going to print this. I've got to get this organized. I've got to get kind of get that kind of file files mm-hmm. organized." At the same time, I guess see with Clay being obviously involved in the board game space did that mean that your exposure to playing kind of games themselves was that always something that was kind of there was tabletop always kind of in in the background or or or, or is it something that you've you've relatively kind of newly kind of dipped into yeah we we've always been into board games Mm. i mean some of my earliest memories with so I have three older brothers um, with my brothers is we would play Legos and have our own like Lego squares and we'd create our own like board games on our spaces Mm -hmm. and like pitch them to each other weirdly enough. And so we've always been really into gaming, Mm -hmm. whether it's video games or whether it's D and D or um, just anything quote unquote geeky in general. So it's always been a part of my life, but it really rocked my world when Clay started Capstone because that's when he introduced us to like Catan and, um, you know, just like uh, Carcassonne and just those uh, gateway games. Um, And I was like, wow, this is so much different than the game of life or like Mousetrap or whatever we were playing as kids. And uh, I, I just fell in love with it ever since that i mean i think it was like 2013 ish when he started introducing us to those types of games so ever since then i've been really into it that's that's well it's like a reasonable time but as time goes on because i keep forgetting that i was like 23 it's like i started the show the show's like seven years old now Mm-hmm. One to eight years. So I'm thinking, well, actually, that's only that's not that long ago. To be perfect, so 2016 is <laughs> not that, and 2013 is not kind of even that long long ago, kind of Mm-mm. as well. Um, so you you worked with you worked with Clay for a while, mm-hmm. and then so how did the opportunity at Brotherwise kind of come up? So I was I quit my job um, at the marketing and design agency. Mm. Uh, back in November 2022 I just was seriously unhappy there and I just was like okay I I cannot work here at all I don't even have a prospect yet I'm just gonna start applying for jobs so I knew that I wanted to be back in the tabletop industry and I put out a tweet I think late November-ish and I was like hey I'm I'm looking for a marketing design customer service job Um, in the tabletop industry, does anybody have any leads? And then my good friend, uh, Maddie, um, who is the community manager for Brotherwise and like 90 other publishers, um, he 
was like he let me know that brother wise was hiring and yeah i was um on like third or fourth round interviews with a couple of other places um and i only had one interview with johnny from brother wise and i was like this is it like i just know that i want to work for this company yeah. even though i've had like four or five interviews with a couple of other companies like this is the job that i want and then I got an offer from Johnny a couple of days later wow. and all history from there. Because that's the thing with look I've not I've not looked for jobs in kind of years. I mean I, I generally I kinda of stay with place at the last place I'm I've been the same place for like eleven years. And I'm probably gonna die there. I mean, let's face it, I'm getting <laughs> to that point where I am kind of getting to that stage where I'm just gonna be I'm kind of institutionalized. I wouldn't know how to work anywhere else. So yeah. I mean, it's like um uh, the thing that always sur surprises me about looking for jobs nowadays is they never actually tell you how much they're going to pay you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, what, what do you want yeah. me to do? What are you going to do? You want me to come along because I like? Because <laughs> I like working? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes yeah, working? Just, this is how it works. I do. I have skill. I, you know, I feel like Liam Neeson. You know, I have a very particular set of skills. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, I will come, I will find you and I will come, f come to work for you, but I need cold, <laughs> hard cash to do it. Because if I go to the bank and say, mm -hmm. I'd love to pay my mortgage this month, but I don't actually know how much I'm going to get paid because when I went for the job, they didn't actually tell me how much the salary was going to be. So you're just going to have to bear with me until I might get the right amount of money. I might not. <laughs> um, so that always kind of surprised, it's kind of like, and, and also did you when you were going through i know it's been like um it's it's obviously been only like six 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 months or something like that probably since you started the process mm -hmm. did they make you go through like three or four job interviews now before they actually even tell you if they kind of yeah so <sighs> a couple two companies yeah so like one company i went through i think five interviews um and one of them or well it was like an interview day so i did two interviews wow. one with a recruiter one with uh the person that would be my boss and then i did an interview day which took about four and a half hours where i was interviewed by a lot of different people <laughs> and then i had another interview and then i had final interview and they were calling all of my um references so yeah i was very tired at that point and i was like well if you didn't know that you I died, yeah. if, if you didn't want me or like if you do want me then why why are we going through this still like it's it's a little bit crazy <laughs> i'm not being funny but i know people that have gone like on five dates and ended up moving in with somebody so if it's like if you can't tell after like five interviews right. you know whether or not that person's gonna like i'm just like at the second and then we have the second interview and then then we have the third stage interview then we have the pra let me stop you there <laughs> Yeah. I, it's I, like you have to do like a project sometimes and like submit paperwork and like do this reference dance and i'm just like oh i have a very very small social battery and my interview battery is even smaller it's like i you know you yep. know what it's like when you go out to like get a game night and it's like you, you get like three or four hours of solid kind of hey how you doing kind of thing mm -hmm. and then by the end of the night i come home and i'm like oh i'm socially exhausted it's the same my interview battery is even smaller <laughs> so yes, i got yes. so the first one i'd be yes i am um i am you're obviously highly motivated and i can 
work as well as a team as kind of by myself. And um, I'm a big kind of problem solver. I love so sometimes I go into other companies and just find their problems and solve them for them just because I'm just like kind of thing. But I, the second interview, if it's like the second or third interview, I'd be like just going, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what more want, do you need to know? What do you want <laughs> from me? And I think now probably what I'd, I'd probably what I'd do is I'd just say, look, listen to these five episodes of this podcast I do. If you don't think... <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way I think I think that would probably be a bad thing I think if anybody kind of listened to this show and they went no he's not getting a job he's just an idiot he's just an idiot he'd be tr- constantly trying to be amusing and entertaining um when when you started at Brotherwise was the kind of the the was the kind of the job defined or was it a case that they kind of or did they kind of build the role more around you coming from again kind of from the the design kind of background and knowing what you'd done with clay and stuff like that was it a case that they went actually could you do this as well as this as well as this kind of thing it was pretty defined um when i got offered the job because they were specifically looking so my job title is marketing designer Mm. because they were specifically looking for somebody who can do marketing and graphic design uh, for like magazine ads and Mm. all of that. So it was pretty, their job description for it was like pretty detailed too. And I was like, this weirdly fits my exact niche (laughs) as a human being. So I feel like I'm perfect for this job. (laughs) And then it just like, it worked out uh, from there. But um, Johnny and Chris are great. Like I, I think, I know it's only been like, three months ish but i gotta say that they are very genuine guys and um they root for me to like grow even more than i already have mm-hmm. so i've i've really enjoyed them as bosses so far and i would say that they're they're one of the best one of the best people that i've worked for ever so very happy with them so far how how have things changed with your involvement with the kind of the tabletop kind of community because I can imagine you're like the kid that brings kind of like the the Nintendo to school on the bring the games to school day. You know, that all of a sudden, <laughs> you, you know, everybody kind of wants to be kind of like your kind of your best friend. Because I, I know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm aware of the kind of like the brother-wise kind of titles, especially Boss Monster, because Boss mm-hmm. Monster is for sale in like a really big book chain in the UK. Uh, And I remember looking at it and going, that's very close to what Nintendo (laughs) makes. Because I I looked at the box (laughs) of it, that's very, I'm surprised that, you know, um, Shigeru Miyamoto hasn't kind of sent you, you know, uh, they've they've not been in kind of contact about how close that looks. No comment. I I know, I know, I know. But I mean, that was, but at the same time, it was one of the first things that struck me about the, the kind of the, the game itself was it made you kind of mm-hmm. pick it up and kind of have a look at look at it um and kind of go through mm-hmm. it um but was it kind of was it kind of what was it like kind of entering into the space where it is very kind of hands-on and there's a lot of communication going on and there's kind of like there's a mixture between there's fewer people that do the media stuff on a professional basis and there's a lot more mm-hmm. people that do it on kind of like a, a almost like a semi-professional, almost amateur basis. 
So what was mm-hmm. it like being kind of, I guess, kind of put into that kind of situation? Yeah, so luckily, so when I first started at Capstone, like there was a bunch of new things that I had to learn um, that, that the specifically because the community is very niche Mm. and um there's a lot of different things going on at all times and it's very fast paced i mean the fashion industry was pretty fast paced but tabletop is just as fast paced with as many products coming out um as many you know podcasts there are as many you know content creators there are as many you know marketers there are there's a there's a bunch of people to know in the industry Mm. um Luckily, I had um, Danny Lowe, who was working at Pandasaurus at the time. She lives or she used to live in Columbus, which is where I live in Ohio. Um, And she met up with me and she and I talked for about two hours. Well, it was more me talking her ear (laughs) off with all my concerns and she just sat and listened. But um, she really helped me out um, and get a start in the industry and, you know, form those relationships with um, a bunch of different people and helped me through that. So I I do owe a lot to her and like thank her like almost every single day for that. But yeah, she she helped me out a lot with is, you know she, getting introduced to it. Is she now working? Is it Hashi? Is she now working it's, for um, Hachette? Yeah, Hachette, yeah. She's working for them mm-hmm. on the US version. Because mm-hmm. I I yes. know I know the general manager of the UK Hashi. Oh nice. But, um, um, awesome. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Um, so. What's I mean? What's your job? I mean, how how involved with the community are you kind of now? Then I'm I'm pretty involved. Like I do all media relations. Mm-hmm. Like you you said you got that email me, from me earlier today <laughs> about like press Not relations and whatnot. Talk about that email. <laughs> you can't super say secret top secret. There was email. no email. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I opened up no browser. Um, and there was no email definitely didn't open any gmail it was what's red and invisible no gmail there wasn't an email we're not going to speak about it because then because you kind of put me in the situation because people are going to say well what was the email about and it's like i can't tell you i can't tell you (laughs) you know it's not going to happen it was just an email and it just said hi it was just it was even it was in comic sans it was a bit i was a bit disappointed to be honest in the design choice if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest with you. Uh, um, that's fine. I got to send in my resignation letter now. <laughs> you would if we told them what was in that email, um, but we're not going to do that. Um, but then, but you're kind of, so you're saying you're communicating. So do you deal with the kind of the various media partners as well as kind of like, are you dealing with kind of like any kind of the, the kind of the actual gamers, the players as well? Or is it mostly me? Yeah, um, so I don't, uh, I'm not very community focused within, you know, the customer service related side. Um, Maddie actually does that. Mm. Uh, but I am, I'm trying to get our discord more active at the moment. Uh, Brother Wise started a discord before I uh, started. And um, I think right now we're at like almost 400 people. But when I started back in January, there was only like 70 people in it. So building it up and trying to be community managed and focused there, but not on the, you know, customer service side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Discord. I think everybody 
opened up a Discord during the pandemic. And I think it's like yeah. one of these things where there are probably there's probably several trillion gigabytes of bandwidth mm-hmm. being used up by by lonely, lonely little <laughs> yes. Discord channels where somebody went, I'm gonna set up a Discord <laughs> channel. And then I think yes. I think during the three months, the first three months of lockdown, I don't think anybody did any work because everybody was going mm-hmm. into the various Discord channels and went, Have you <laughs> have you seen this have you seen this cat? Um that looks like Jared Leto in the Joker. Um, you know, um, you know, being very funny. Um, and I think but it's kind of keeping it it is definitely kind of keeping it going. And I know that um I've seen the the work that you were involved with where well, you did Boss Monster. The mm-hmm. Boss Monster competition about who was the who was oh, yeah, most likely yeah, yeah. to work, who's most likely to kind of win in a fight. So when you're doing something like that, do you have like a list of that? Do you have like a list, of a pad, a pad of ideas that you've written out and said, well, maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that? Because I think once you get mm-hmm. Discord to a certain level, it usually kind of, it starts to usually kind of take care of itself, I think. But I think it's kind of getting it to that mm-hmm. level, which is always the tricky thing. Yeah. So <laughs> as for the pad of ideas, I wish I could... Uh, share with you my crazy Excel spreadsheet of ideas because it's like that um, meme from It's Always Sunny where Charlie's like posting at the board like that's how I feel every time and like I forget that other people in Brotherwise can look at it at literally any time and I was actually in our marketing meeting with um, Matt and Johnny yesterday mm-hmm. and on one of the days I like wrote out this idea and I was like, probably don't post though. And Johnny was like, why did you put that there? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. It's just a little note just in case. He was like, okay. <laughs> I love the attention to detail there. <laughs> it's just it's just because I put an idea down. It's like, it's like I'm not putting the idea down because it's a good idea. I'm putting the idea down because... There is a point I'll be struggling for ideas, and if I keep all the ideas in my head, there's potentiality mm-hmm. that I'll just go, "Oh my goodness, I'll just use this one." What's your favorite? What's your favorite way of stealing, uh, stealing out your local shop, kind of thing? And <laughs> your if you were treating it like a dungeon, it's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get fired now." Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's difficult to kind of get. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to kind of get the ideas. As I say, I think off the back of that, the kind of the. We're in a funny time with, I think, kind of communication because I think there's the whole kind of um, uh, Mel and Tusk and his amazing Twitter kind of going on. Um, mm-hmm. The guy's just like, I don't know, like, let's make everybody pay for everything. Let's everybody pay per tweet. Yeah. And then I think that's, a f- and then some people have like moved away. So that I think in general communication has been a kind of bit of fractured. I've seen, I'm a member of some really, really lovely kind of Discord communities that you go in again and again and again, and you're always kind of chatting away with people and it's kind of pretty, pretty kind of good. Mm-hmm. In terms of then you managing relationships with kind of content creators and stuff like this, mm-hmm. is that something you've just started doing? Do you have a, do you have to build up a list? I can imagine that a list of content creators in relation to board games is literally like it's a big scroll down an excel spreadsheet like it's mm-hmm. huge yeah it, it it's really a lot and i try to 
with how many people are out there, I try to give everybody equal attention because mm. like obviously there's like the big hitters out there who have been around forever, like watch it played. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'd love to do a sponsored video with you. But I also want to send this to, you know, just somebody who started out because you never know when they're going to get their big break and become the next big name. Mm. So, um, but yes, uh, I was lucky at both Capstone and um, Brotherwise that they had a pre-built list. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I started, um, I put out um, a tweet on the Brotherwise account and I think on Instagram story or something asking if people wanted to sign up for our content creation list in case they already haven't. And we actually got a, quite a few people sign up for that, um, adding to our forever long list. And I started to build relationships with them too, um, people that I haven't worked with specifically at Capstone. So um, there, there is a lot of mental fortitude i think you need <laughs> to keep up with everybody um and but the thing is i love it though because you get to just meet all these different people and talk to them about board games which i can't complain about too much because it's pretty fun <laughs> yeah yeah is it is it a way see this is because normally i okay so normally when i'm speaking to people they've designed the game Mm -hmm. or and i do speak it's a very occasionally i speak to kind of people like yourself who are out there kind of like building the relationships so mm -hmm. do you have kind of like certain i mean you obviously you have a list of people that we need to get these out and i appreciate you know you've got all your you've got your kind of like your your watch it played you kind of you got your watch it played crew you've got guys like mm -hmm. rado out there um you've got the dice mm -hmm. tower um you know, people like mm -hmm. that, that they kind of, you know, they kind of go ahead and you kind of say, well, we've got to give you something because we know they'll hit other people. But mm -hmm. is there a general criteria that you kind of look for or work towards? Because I I go on the board game media and review reviewers group and I see a lot mm -hmm. of people kind of saying, oh, well, we do Instagram photos. And I'm wondering... Mm -hmm where that kind of sticks in kind of like is somebody who's because Instagram's very it's insta oh my goodness is that why they called it instagram <laughs> it's very instant but it's not very it's not very um kind of you can disappear i mean a post will be there for so long and a post can be very very popular but unless you scroll mm -hmm. back through somebody's kind of feed I could post, you know, I could post about here's here's some amazing kind of stuff about Call to Adventure. But then mm -hmm. next week, unless you were following me, you'd probably kind of find out going. So when you're looking for people covering your games, is there a do you look at things like how permanent kind of like the content mm -hmm. kind of is, whether it's like a video yeah. or written content or stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, because like the new hype or like the newish hype right now is twitch streams which mm. um from a marketing and uh publisher pr perspective um it's difficult to push money that way because it's so temporary unless they upload um the videos to youtube yeah. but the thing with twitch is uh the communities there amazing like yeah. the instant interactions um instant questions answered 
um, just interacting with people who might not be super familiar with your games and being able to talk to them about it right then and there. Super cool. Um, Unless VODs are uploaded to YouTube, it's just very temporary though. So it's kind of like high risk, high reward there. Um, But usually it it has worked for us. Um, But for other things like written and... um, Instagram, it's kind of the same with like overview videos, unless you're directly linking them onto your product page. Um, Usually people will only see it for a certain amount of time, unless it's a how to play video or rules instruction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some people want kind of like a how to play video. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, I must admit there's people, there's people whose reviews I watch because it guaranteed they get grumpy about a game. Uh, and and you know who you are, <laughs> but it's like yeah. I've actually shown them to. I've actually shown it to a couple of my kids. I went, look how grumpy this person gets about this game. <laughs> Let's look and look at the chapter reminders and go. And here's the positives: two minutes, and here's all the things I don't like: hour and a half. <laughs> and um, yeah. and and again, it's like good fun because it's like, why are you playing? Why are you? Why why are you involved in a hobby you clearly don't like? But that's another question altogether. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> um yeah twitch i think you know in all honesty i don't think twitch would have become as big in the board gaming side of things if it wasn't for the pandemic because i remember mm-hmm. round about the and i even remember writing about this is that um what happened during the pandemic is nobody could get out everybody was stuck indoors so then there was mm-hmm. um people playing like lots and lots of kind of uh roll and rights um, I remember, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Su- Suzanne Sheldon, do, you know, running mm-hmm. basically, here's a whole, whole load of uh, uh, roll and write kind of stuff. There was a lot of, like, they did um, mm-hmm. the salts, kind of the salt and sass kind of stuff. Um, I remember them yes. doing a lot of Twitch screams. I remember uh, Ross at More Games Please um, before mm-hmm. he joined, I think it's North Star he's at, but he was doing kind of like regular kind of streams um, with kind of, again, it was kind of like, uh, uh rolling rights i remember uh monique um mm-hmm. they were doing kind of again it was kind of like let's do kind of like big rolling right sessions but um yeah do i watch twitch stuff now um i i don't watch as as much as i, I, I used to and that's across the board i am um, but then mm-hmm. but then i guess the other side of it is I'm, I'm kind of not having to live my board game life vicariously through kind of other people so i can see it but i do i do see some people that like that's what they do they just you know they chill out mm-hmm. rather than put netflix on they'll sit and watch like a a kind of a, a, kind yeah. of a twitch stream um in terms of and this is a, this is a question that i do see bounded about the kind of the review groups what's the best way to approach someone like yourself to work with you as yeah. you know i mean that's because that is a big question because I, and i'll give you the mm-hmm. reasoning behind it okay is mm-hmm. um I'll get I'll get marketing emails <laughs> from companies that I have approached and I've said, Oh, do you want to collaborate together or do a podcast together? And you don't sometimes don't hear back and then I'm on their mailing list. In the in the <laughs> UK, that's against the law because I didn't opt in. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is on the other side of it, um when I'm approaching certain companies, there's a certain set I give kind of like a list of, 
you know, if I've worked with them before, it's like, well, here's a link to some of the content we've done for you collaborating in the past. Mm -hmm. Here's the channels. Here's a rough idea in the numbers. And this is what we would consider doing for you. But Mm -hmm. what what makes things easier for you? Because you were saying, well, there's obviously there's obvious shoe-ins like your Watch It Play to This World. Hi, Rodney. Mm-hmm. I miss you. Um, <laughs> we missed him this year because he was going to be at Aircon. I didn't go. But mm. is there kind of like a list that you're going to go down and say, this is really helpful. This helps me decide whether to put you in the kind of the maybe work with column or a definite let's kind of organize something kind of column? Yeah. So what really helps me specifically, like, for example, today, I sent out an email about um, upcoming games that we have going on are coming out this summer which we can't talk about and yes <laughs> we cannot talk, cannot about. talk about there's it. three separate games yeah. you've um, already said too much have. yes <laughs> no and i've gotten replies to the email i was like i would love a review copy nothing else and i'm like okay there's three separate games yeah. and now i'm having to reply and ask like which games and like what games have you played before mm-hmm. um, that you like and all this stuff. So um, it's putting, it's going to sound bad when I say this, but it's putting more work on me and I'm just having to, you know, ask all the questions um, instead of getting that information presented to me to like make it easier for me to bring this to my marketing team. Yeah. So what's very, very helpful for me is Um, If you know your audience, if you know what you like to play, like, for example, if you hate take that or or like the take that mechanism or card drafting, Mm -hmm. you probably aren't going to like boss monster and all of our expansions for that game. So um, maybe it's not something that you want to feature on your channel. It's not going to be fun for you to review Um, different games that you like demographics what you've done in the past, your general numbers, um, all of that is super helpful. Um, It is really easy for me to bring that to the marketing team and show that to them. And they're like, great, love that. And that's all I need from them to move forward working with you and um, makes it easier for um, me, who is kind of the middleman in this situation, um, to present that information and make it easier for you to get the game that you want. Do you read the kind of the reviews and the content that's created? And the reason the reason I ask this is quite is is quite simple. Um, mm-hmm. There's no kind of trickery involved. Is that Jamie Stegmaier? Mm-hmm. Um, he categorically states that he doesn't read the reviews that people put out about his products. <laughs> now, I'm wondering if that is if that is kind of like, is that something you guys do or are you just, you know, um, what do you do when somebody creates content? Do you have a plan of action? Do you share certain things? Do you kind of review it? Cause that's, that's another, okay. That's another, that is like, as we talk, us content creators, we talk, I'm just going to, I'm not putting you on the spot or anything. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing to do with you, <laughs> but one of the th- most frustrating things for anybody that's created kind of media and people could say, well, what are you complaining about? You're getting a free game. And it's like, yeah, but I've got to play it. I've got to think about it. I've got to write about it. I've got to, or I've got to make mm-hmm. a video. I've got to edit that. Then I've got to put it out into my audience. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you have then a strategy? Say if I did a review of like Call to Adventure Epic Origins, right? If I then mm-hmm. send you the link, do you guys have like a marketing strategy where you say, okay, um, we'll look at it and then depending on how we feel about the content, we will post it in certain places or we'll say thank you and we'll just kind of share it. Do you kind of have a strategy for doing that at all? Yeah, so I like to share as much as I can um, because personally I do my own version of content creation, Mm. which is being streaming on Twitch and posting videos on YouTube. So I know the labor of love that it can be to create things. So for personal reasons, I definitely want to, you know, retweet, share, post it on our product pages as much as possible. um, Just so people can get informed on our products and, you know, if someone is posting an Instagram photo of their very first copy of Boss Monster, even though this is a game that we've had for forever, I'm always going to share it because it's super important. I mean, why not? If you sent a game and somebody is doing the work for you, then yes, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to share yeah. it and I'm going to say thank you for yeah. it about 90% of the time. And if I don't, it's because I missed it. Or because I looked at it, bookmarked it, and forgot about it, and I'm yeah. a horrible person for that. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think I think um, it's just, and that's gonna sound like a grumpy old ungrateful fool, but it, I think it is. <laughs> it is just sometimes I think frustrating when um, mm-hmm. when you're kind of like I I've kind of. I've gone all, I've not gone all out, but I've used a lot of, you know, kind of like kind of, kind of time to put stuff together. And then I've gone and shared it. I've shared it with my audience. I really like this, you know, I'm pushing it out there mm-hmm. to everybody. And then I go, did you get it? And it's like, what? <laughs> get what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What did we get? <laughs> did you send us something? It's like, yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> and that, I don't know. I think it's a symbiotic relationship. Do you know what I think it is? I think it, there needs to be, it's almost like a, it's not a contract as such, but I think an agreement contract kind of as to mm-hmm. what are the expectations for both sides of the fence. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes that's missing out between an agreement between, I see, <clears throat> what I see is one side saying, I need to reach people who have the potential to spread the word about my product. And then I have other people to say, well, I can potentially spread the word about your product by doing X, Y, and Z. And then it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, here you go. And they catch it and they do what they do. And then it's kind of left out, but it's kind of hopeful that they maybe share it or it's hopeful that they like it kind of thing. And as mm-hmm. I say, going back to, it sounds like I'm like Jamie Stegmaier sycophant, but I am. Um, he's quite, I appreciate what he does because he just quite clearly states, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this is what I expect you to do. And he's quite clear and says, I like, I don't, I'm not, I get why people post on Instagram, but I prefer something that's kind of like there forever, like a YouTube video, like Mm -hmm. you said, like a YouTube video or a piece of written content or something that I can refer back to, like put put it on Mm -hmm. kind of board game, kind of board game geek or something like that um right you know but that's that's the kind of thing do you guys do you guys look out for content that's on board game geek and stuff like that will you scour mm-hmm. kind of like 
the entries under kind of like Boss Monster and Cult Adventure and look at kind of reviews that have been written, which haven't necessarily, you're, you've been aware that there was going to be content kind of created mm-hmm. on it. For sure. Um, I have the Brotherwise notification um, on Board Game Geek. So every couple of days I go to make sure um, on things and even like bad reviews on stuff. I think we had a recent bad review on the Dragon Prince. Like either Maddie or I will um, comment below and said, thank you for your honest opinion. Um, And thank you for taking time to write this out, even if it's a bad review um and even if people like do a video for mm. it or like any type of review i always like to tip them geek gold or something that's like inconsequential <laughs> like that just because it's or fun t- tip them <laughs> off a cliff if it's a bad review <laughs> yeah uh you're not allowed to post negative reviews about our games <laughs> <laughs> that you can't say you can't say that you, you but on the same time but did it does it matter the negative because and here's the other i mean we're getting we're really getting into here but the other thing Mm -hmm. that i find is people use the word honest and i've written like people use on an honest review and i i've used i actually wrote about this like um and recorded it to say it's like if people were talking about something as honest as the day is long then the day would basically be a hurricane full of razors because there's this whole (laughs) thing like an honest review is when you know somebody spends two minutes saying that they're they really like here's the bits I like, and then as I joked about an hour and a half as to hear the, here's the kind of the bits I hate. But mm-hmm. for 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 a company like Brotherwise, who quite literally has distribution across, let's face it, the, the world with like the the boss monster mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. is a negative review. Is it just not reminding people that the game exists, kind of thing? Kind of, and like. From a marketing perspective, a negative review, like somebody's yuck could be somebody's yeah. yum. And so like whenever a big channel, like um, like for example, I think Shut Up and Sit Down when I worked at Capstone yeah. hated coffee traders. I don't think they liked it at all. But I remember talking to somebody about coffee traders and they were like, oh, I listened to Shut Up and Sit Down's um, review they didn't like coffee traders for reasons that i usually like games and that made me go buy the copy so i negative reviews that are you know well researched and um honest and uh talk about specifically what didn't hit for them i think those are good reviews like that's those are the type of negative reviews i like because if negative reviews are just like completely negative and not fun to listen to, or maybe just like entertaining. Um, I think there might have been just like a lack of understanding there, and um, just something else just hit the mark for them. So, negative reviews that are honest, thumbs up in yeah, my book. Yeah, negative reviews that just like it's just somebody like putting the stuff down, and then flipping the table and going, "This is rubbish," and then just walking off. Yeah, wanting that. But no, I mean, when I write, I don't. It's not negative reviews. I've written reviews in the past where I've just went, nah, this didn't work for me at all. But I can, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. not even a case I can see why other people might like it. It was just like, well, this didn't work for me at all, but this is why I did, this is the things that didn't work for me. And it was, Mm it's really funny. It's a game that I played with my son um, and my son really liked it. 
they they thought it was they thought it was really really good fun. I didn't like it because I was expecting kind of something else. But then when I wrote it in the mm-hmm. review, the company that sent me it said, yeah, well, you know, it's funnily enough, it's not made for you know late forty year old grumpy kind of Scotsman. It's actually made for <laughs> you know kind of kids round about the ages of kind of like eight to twelve kind of thing. So that kind of so mm-hmm. I, I get where you're coming from. And to be perfectly honest, if if Shut Up and Sit Down gets sent so many games, I think even the premise of them <laughs> kind of spending the time to make a video and talk about your game, I think that mm-hmm. probably would have had, like you said, there would have probably been people who um, would have watched the review and went, that's everything that I want about a game. I know that yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I know that um, when, I think no pun included, when Efka's talked about games that he doesn't like, I have seen comments under the videos to say, yeah, well, I, I really kind of like that about the game, so that's why I kind of enjoy yeah. it, or that's why I'm kind of considering, because <laughs> yeah. it's like this obvious kind of thing for that. Right. Um, is there, now you're working at a game, now you're at a games company, like in a, you know, and it's, um, you know, not having to go, leave me alone, Clay, try to get work done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How is there is there kind of like ideas for games that you're considering yourself, like designing yeah. games for? Uh, I joke about it. Like I think I tweeted on my personal account uh, like a couple of weeks ago. I had a dream about this weird dexterity game that was like way too similar to cornhole, basically, mm. and um. <laughs> I like tweeted about it and then I was like Johnny you need to put me in our Thursday development meetings because our development lead Chris and Johnny um, have development development yeah. uh, meetings for games that they are designing every Thursday and he was like wait you should seriously do this and do your own game design and I'm like I do not have the patience <laughs> for it like maybe in the future but not now <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny the number of game designers that literally they treat um they treat marketing like the call to adventure dragon. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. literally kind of like, you know, it's like I can, I've been designing games for like the last 15 years, but don't expect me to try and compose a tweet because I just swear at everybody when I do um, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. You're kind of like, no, nah, I just, I just want to do the market. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> it's like complete Like opposite. it's like, I'm kind of nerd well, adjacent at the moment. I don't want to go, f- I don't want to go yeah. kind of like full nerd here, if yeah. that's okay with you, you know? Yeah. Well, like the weird thing is like at Capstone, I, we would have like Zoom calls with Alexander Fister with his games mm. and um, I'd be like, oh, like, do you want to do anything specific for it? Or like, is there anything that's special about this game? And he's like, no, I just appreciate you even asking and wanting to market this wow. game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, why would I not? You're Alexander Fister. So <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing. I mean, in my, in my yeah. last seven years, I mean, you know, and I've, I have interviewed like hundreds of people now, um, and nobody stopped me yet. Um, but it is amazing the number of people that have amazing, brilliant, good ideas. And then they're mm-hmm. literally contacting me and they're saying, I'd like to come onto your show to talk about our Kickstarter. It's like, great. When's the campaign running? We're in our third week. I have no, oh, I have no, no. idea what I'm doing. Help kind of thing. And I have been in that kind of situation where, you know, the, 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 the type of mind that goes, that can analytically, 
put together like a, a spreadsheet on kind of statistics and 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 things like that has no idea mm-hmm. how to like put together a kind of an a, a kind of an email um to just tell people mm-hmm. about or put up a, a post about how how to put stuff together mm-hmm. or even kind of even kind of uh, communicate with kind of like the media people out there just to yeah. say look can you help me i still see it and you probably see it if you've if you're on the same kind of facebook groups as people who are literally saying uh, i know at times tight but our kickstarter starts next week mm-hmm. can somebody kind of do preview yeah. videos and i'm just like oh. um <laughs> don't know how to tell you this but you might need to you might need to de- tight turnaround. you might need to delay it um kind of thing or uh, until when oh i don't know december probably yeah um so yeah. no games just plenty of kind of um kind of marketing very much mm-hmm. um out of out of the current that this is the most this is the difficult question out of the range oh of brother wise games that are available what mm-hmm. is your favorite oh boy because there's like different moods I think okay, so I'm just gonna go with gut. Um, I'm gonna say Overboss okay. just because it has that perfect amount of nostalgia, and I I just I love tile laying games, and that just it just really hits for me every time we play it, and it's just it's easy to get to the table with my friends. But I would have to say a very close second is Call to Adventure Epic Origins. Um, just really fun. Did you, did you, was that like part of your induction? You know how well then you start your first week at a job and it's like, here's your laptop mm-hmm. and here's your notepad and here's your pen and <laughs> here's our entire back catalogue of car- cardboard. It's like, thanks. I was taking, I decided <laughs> to take the subway to come to work now. Now I've tried to get home <laughs> with literally like, you know, you know, th- a 300 kilograms of cardboard on me kind of thing yeah is that is that what did you yes. get kind of like the back catalog kind of given i guess you would if it was your job so you could understand the kind of like the game uh-huh so i think my second week working here chris asked for my address and then about a week later i got two huge boxes full of every single brotherwise product including like card sleeves and like neoprene mats and all of that and so I like I have a picture of it on my uh, kitchen table of every single wow. game, and I like tried to stack it beautifully to take a picture, but I'm like, there's just too many games here. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with myself. It's like it's the whole it's the whole barbecue day, and everybody brought chicken. It, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Okay. Because okay. um, that is it's bad enough here kind of like the doorbell the doorbell went twice today and it's kind of like so what's that you've been sent now (laughs) (laughs) it's like it would have been better if the dog brought in kind of like half a dead pigeon or something like that (laughs) you know i'd probably get a better (laughs) welcome and then why the wiser yet another kind of brown box (laughs) of colorful boxes that you're going to put on a shelf that kind of like that kind of like you know you're going to have to know you're going to have to play and then you're going to have to persuade us to play them with you and then you're gonna then mm-hmm. disappear for a while where you write about them kind of thing. So that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of fun. Yep. Um and buying all the storage space for these games too. Like God. the how many shelves I have to buy. Like I I have like I think five different shelving wow. units now. And I'm like, okay, this is turning into an issue and I need to purge my games again. <laughs> it's not like video games. 
it's like I can, you know, <laughs> it's like it's like how many video games you've got. Well, over the years, because of the PlayStation, I've probably got at least a good couple of hundred, you know, through all the free mm-hmm. ones that you get. But they literally mm-hmm. stay inside the PlayStation. I don't yes. <laughs> have, you know, it's like now from a board game collection, which is in another room and it's in a cupboard. I have to be very, 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 very strict with it. I actually I literally have mm-hmm. kind of like a kind of, I'll take, I'll, if I get like two or three new ones in, um, it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> this is the truth. This is the truth. If it's a review game, sometimes I'll give it away. Even if it's, even if it's, even if it's like, unless it's kind of rot, I'm kind of creating a, like a really, really high bar of games that are in my kind of collection because it's kind of like, that's the way to do it. Because it's kind of like, I've got restricted space and I said to myself, I'm going to do the kind of the, what is it? The, they've got to bring me joy. I've got to look at them. There's some that I keep for nostalgia oh, reasons. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, that's the one. <laughs> I've got like, say, for instance, Mice and Mystics. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to get rid of Mice and Mystics because I used to play it with my kids when they were like really, really young. But also for mm-hmm. some reason, I've got a copy of Seafall. <laughs> and I'm, and even though it's a huge, big, bulky box, I'm holding on to this copy of Seafall because <laughs> I'm an idiot. But it takes up a lot of space. And I'm actually, literally, I could probably get two other kind of games, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, if. <laughs> This, if people have listened along tonight and they want to keep an eye or an ear or whatever on what you guys get up to it, otherwise and even you good self, where do you exist on mm-hmm. the internet webs? Where can we find you? Yeah, so Brotherwise, you can find on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and you can subscribe to our mailing list at brotherwisegames.com. Um, go follow us on TikTok because I've been really working hard on our TikTok and I'm I'm proud of the video content I'm putting out and I'm spending way too much time on it probably. Johnny, please don't fire me for saying that. <laughs> um, but what we'll yeah. do is we'll make sure that we put all the links in the show notes so that we have got notes to show. If you want to keep an eye on, awesome. if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards and you shall find us in all the different various places. If you like to read writing, if you like to read, if you like to read writing and talk English, um, go to we'renotwizardstabletop.com. If you like to listen to any of the podcasts, go to we'renotwizards.com. Um, and I also record the reviews that I write. So if you don't want to bother writing, reading the writing that I've written, but you do want to listen to the writing that I've read, then you can listen to them on the podcast feed, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and all these like wonderful places. If you've listened along tonight and you've had fun, tell somebody else about us. That's one of the ways that we grow and reach out to more people. If you are a designer, developer, marketer, or just like say, look, I just want to come on to a podcast and talk to somebody <laughs> to air my grievances or or bring, bring joy, <laughs> then get in contact with us. Um, the webs, the email address is magic at we are not wizards. I am aware of the irony of the email address. That's why I chose it. And if you have enjoyed what you've listened to, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating or a review. And as we say, it's seven years. It's still the same old joke. I'm not going to change it. If you like what you've listened to, go to the Apple Podcasts, give us 
Well, don't give us 10 stars because that'll make us big-headed. But at the same time, don't give us one star because it'll make us cry. <laughs> give us something in the middle, <laughs> like a five. Because <laughs> it's average. Um, we're just a little bit average. But the person who's not being average, rather wonderful, rather fantastic, Jillian Ross. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, mm-hmm. Jillian? We are not. Because yeah, everybody else is saying, well, maybe. Um, if you'd listened to the last day, I've been steadily frustrated by the number of people who don't understand the entire premise of the show. And the second thing <laughs> is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Jillian. Say goodbye, Jillian. Bye, everybody. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. And uh, just check out Brother Wise Games. Like, if you want adventures and the Dragon Prince, actually, you've mm-hmm. got to see the minis on these things. It's absolutely fantastic. But until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never linked. <laughs> Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.